Ah, dude, Jack the Ripper, man. This guy. First kill. Am I too dark? I think I need to be a little high or, or I'm sorry, not high, lighter. I was looking at Fritz Ray's comment when I said hi. I think I need to be a little lighter. I'm high enough. I, I do want studio lights, though. Like, you know, I want casting couch lights. Anyway. Anyway. I hope everyone's doing good. Can everyone hear us okay? This is uh, this is going on plan. So here's my schedule. Mondays, I edit the episode from Saturday, and I also start my research. Tuesday, we record for you guys. Wednesday, I edit. Thursday, which is today, we record. Friday, I edit. And then Saturday, we record. Brandon, you need to get on some uh, Skinwalker Ranch, my friend. It's I, good. I, I promised myself I wouldn't talk about about it but if anyone wants to talk about it with john (laughs) (laughs) please he needs another person to talk to about it yeah she doesn't understand science stuff (laughs) i mean not that i do but you know i can at least talk the talk sort of yeah but tonight is not to do with skin skinwalker ranch it's to do with jack the ripper jack the ripper's first kill the first of the canonical five okay like the first absolutely the first this is the first of the Canonical five. This is Jack the Ripper's validated first kill. And and like I said, I don't know if anyone has uncovered some of the information. I'm sure maybe they have a lot of the stuff we're gonna talk about. I'm sure I'm not the first, but I feel like that's the first time you've ever said. But I, I'm telling you, man, there's so much evidence with this one. It is unreal that he is not hasn't been named. You know, there's just so much evidence with just this first one. I can't imagine getting to the fifth one, we're going to know the dude's name and address by that time. Shit. You think so? Yeah, man. Oh, what? The way I'm researching this shit? Oh, hell yeah. Definitely. You'll see. You'll see. This is, um, but we're going to start. This one's crazy. And it's the first one that's the Jack the Ripper validated. The other ones might have been too, but I don't know. I guess we'll have to see. I will say in the paper, in the 1800 papers, they're suggesting that they all are in common. And that's partly because they've never seen that. And then they see it like three times in a row. Now I'm not talking about the Jack the Ripper ones. They just in general the, these, these yeah murders. the um the one we talked about last time. Yep. For the last one, do you remember she was found dead down the stairs? Yep. Tonight we're going to August thirty first. August now. August thirty first, eighteen eighty eight. Okay. Oh yeah, that's right down the road, isn't it? On the last episode, we talked about Martha Tabram. Mm-hmm. Martha, 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 and she was killed August eighth. Okay. So what what is that like twenty? 20-ish. 20-ish days. And that was a pretty brutal kill, but not like this. This is something else. With this episode and all the other ones we do here recently coming up, here coming up, I just want to decide, for myself at least, if this Jack the Ripper is the same guy as, as who we're, who we've been talking about. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I want to make my own opinion. I want to, and with you guys, I want to come up with a name by the end of this. And I think we can. A, a solid name that everyone agrees with. Like, no, and I I think we can. You got You got to remember, people think it's a mystery, and it is a mystery. But at the time in 1800s, the police, like we talked about, didn't really care about solving these crimes. That that wasn't their job. Their job was to keep the lower class in line. You know what I'm saying? The wealthy created the law enforcement and ran them to keep us in line. So solving some prostitute getting slashed open is low priority, and it only became high priority because the newspapers were 
sensationalizing it. And it's mostly because, you know, women kept buying the newspapers and going to the crime scenes, <laughs> which it is. <laughs> Sounds similar to what's going, what happens, you know. Yeah. Today. All right. So August 31st, 1888, I'm going to Bucks Road. It's now called Durward Street. And I think we should go to it if you, uh, if you have time. <laughs> All the time in the world. All right. So I'm going to Google Earth right now. Brandon says it was a royal. Oh, you think Jack the Ripper was royal? It's a good theory. I don't know. All right. We're on the Google Earth for you guys. Mm-hmm. And we're going to Bucks Row. This is uh, where they film a casting call. Casting couch. <laughs> We have a place in Charleston called Cheetah 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 Charleston. Cheetah Charleston is a strip. Or Charleston club. Cheetahs. It's a strip club of cougars and cheetahs. That's what cheetah is. Cheetah is older than a cougar. Yes, it is. Or is that a panther? I don't know. All right, so here we go. Right here, it's now called Drurard Street in London, and we know this is the right place because there's a Jack the Ripper museum down here. Oh, <laughs> I just saw it open in 2015. Yeah, crime museum. Well, sounds about right. Yeah, so this is all Whitechapel right here, and. Gerard Street's right here, where you're looking at. Mm-hmm. And the exact spot we're going to, I got to flip this around. We got to go down here, and this uh, volleyball court is right here. So where we're going tonight is this street, and there's another one that intersects with it that's not there anymore. It used to be right here, and it's called the best street of all, Brady Street. Brady mm-hmm. for the wind street. And this is Brady Street, from okay. what I saw right here. And Bucks Row Street, well, this is Bucks Row. It's now called Gerard Street, from what I'm seeing. And they're doing construction here. But from what I saw on this episode, uh, Baker, or Bar- what's his name? Brady Street is down here. So August 31st, 1888, early in the morning, 4 in the morning, 4.30 a.m. in the morning, just like the last murder, who's walking the street? A constable. Another cop finds the body. Okay. Much like the last one. So it's it's 4.30 a.m. No one's out. Everyone's gone to bed. There's there's not really street lamps. In fact, in this section in the East End at this time, there were no street lamps. This is the slums, okay? Okay. And a lot of London was the slums back then. But this particular spot is one of the worst. Bad news. Bad news. So not a lot of light. And there there's some gang activity here too. But anyway, a on Bucks Row, a constable, John Neal, probably one of the only constables. Well, I think the only constable in this district. One newspaper quoted a local saying that policemen in their district is, quote, as rare as a wild duck. <laughs> I'm assuming a wild duck is rare, but wowee. That's effing rare, dude. (laughs) (laughs) That's what it said. I was like, oh, shit. Snap. So Bucks Row contains about a dozen houses, all of very low class. Most of them are rented by, you know, there are multiple people live in them. There's a lot of brothel activity going on, a lot of casting couch going on there. (laughs) And this constable, he is doing his beat walk around and he looks down and he sees a woman. And we're going to read what he says because I feel that's important to see, like to read his statement. But he is walking on Buck's Row and he observed a woman lying on her back. To her left side is a, was at the time a horse stable. Okay. As we'll get to, I don't know what kind of stable it is because they interview a guy who will go through his stuff, but he, his occupation is a horse slaughterer. So. Oh my God. 
God. <laughs> but to oh, the, that's awful. I know. I know. <laughs> like, what? Who slaughters I thought, horses? I, when you said like, oh, oh, what kind of stable is this? I thought you were going in Mr. Han's direction. Oh, no. Even worse. Yeah. Anyway, to the left of this woman's body is this gateway to the stables. Her left arm is touching this gate and she is on her back and her legs are shot straight out in front of her. Okay. She's just laying there. Now it's really dark. So he's not seeing much here until he leans in and pulls out his flashlight. I don't think they had those back then. <laughs> no, they definitely didn't. I don't, uh... <laughs> Yeah, you're right. Probably not. They just got electricity. They just invented electricity. So batteries were a no. <laughs> yeah, so uh, gaslight. Okay, lantern. They had a lantern. Yeah. Murder, okay. Murder by gaslight. Yeah. yeah. All right. He observed that this woman's throat, quote, was literally cut from ear to ear Ugh. and her head nearly severed. So everything we're reading tonight, and we'll sh- I'll show you a lot of the stuff. It's all from newspapers from the 31st, which is the day of the murder. I guess the evening newspapers mm-hmm. This they didn't identify the body yet, and then all the way up until the next murder, which is literally eight days after this one. <laughs> a horrible murder in East London. She was lying on her back. This woman, this dead woman, her throat was slit because when he tried to pick up the back of her neck to, to check a pulse or something, that neck. That back of that head hit the pavement, the cobble streets. That neck was nearly severed. I mean, whoever did this might as well might as well just had finished the job. Just kind of, her legs were straight out as though she had been laid down. John Neal, police constable. Yesterday morning, I was proceeding down Bucks Row while or Bucks Bucks Row Whitechapel, going towards Tom Brady Street. There was not a soul about. I had been round there half an hour previously, and I saw no one then. I was on the right-hand side of the street when I noticed a figure lying in the street. So in the street, this is a busy intersection. I'm talking about like- But it's in the middle of night. Yeah, so no one's over there. And this is like cobblestone type of setup. When I noticed a figure lying in the street, it was dark at at the time, though there was a street lamp shining at the end of the row. I went across and found the deceased lying on outside a gateway, her head towards the east. The gateway was closed. It was nine or 10 feet high and led to some stables. Deceased was lying lengthways along the street, her left hand touching the gate. I examined the body by the aid of my lamp and noticed blood oozing from a wound in the throat. She was lying on her back with her clothes disarranged. I felt her arm, which was quite warm from the joints upwards. Her eyes were wide open. That's weird. Her bonnet was off and lying at her side, close to the left hand. That's also weird. Kind of just placed there. That's about all he says. So, kind of crazy, right? Mm, yeah. No, this is common shit. I mean, for the times, this was wild. Yeah. A lady. It, this is this is where it really ramps up here. But but this lady was a prostitute, correct? Yeah, she was. So these, it's, it's difficult to say that, though, because they these ladies, yeah, they would do that, but they would do anything. No one had money. Like, this is a slums. Mm-hmm. She was living at a place, like a little hotel, basically. She was staying there with three other women who helped identify and she was paying, I think, like five shillings a night or whatever to stay in this lodging. However, this night she didn't have it, so she couldn't rent the room. That's why she's on the street. But that's, it's really important what 
you just said, because we need to find out where she was going and what she was doing. If she was walking around trying to make money that night as a prostitute, that right there could be a huge lead because it, Interesting. Could, it could be a John. Okay. Yeah. So it's, it's very- I, I just assumed that was, I mean, that's part of what everyone knows about Jack the Ripper, right? Was that it was all prostitutes, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But what I'm, what I'm seeing is- it, all right. That's not exactly true. I mean, yeah, it is. They were all prostitutes, women of the night. Yeah. But like I said- But it was more like circumstantial. Like that wasn't her- Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was if if something else wasn't working or something. You yeah, know what I mean? exactly. Interesting. So okay. all the women here, and I don't know about the next ones we're going to do, but they weren't married or like she was married. And the last one we did, the last one we did, Martha Tabram was married, but they've been divorced for like 13 years. And another interesting thing with this one and perhaps the next victims, I haven't done those yet, is like this woman and the last one we did was 45 years old-ish. Okay. This woman was at the side of the street. Her throat cut right open from ear to ear. The instrument which did the deed was done tracing the throat left to right. Left to right. Let's talk about her neck injuries. She is bad. Like more than just the, the throat slitting, you mean? Well, yeah, the throat injuries. Yeah. This is not just, we're going to get okay. into all, all the severedness. All right, well, let's start with the body and kind of go up to the neck. Her hands were bruised. So we think there was a, and the paper struggle. calls it a, the paper calls it a severe struggle. She has a ring impression, so a tan line. However, and the ring was not there, and this may be important, but the ring was taken off. So perhaps a trophy, right? Okay. Her front teeth, at least five of them, were knocked out. Whoa. Were knocked out. Yikes. So a punching, brutal punch. Yep, okay. She also had a slight laceration of the tongue. I don't know what that could be. I was thinking if she was a prostitute, maybe the John could have started getting heated kissing and then bit, I don't know, bit the tongue. Or maybe she bit her tongue like falling or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good point. That's, that's most likely it. The right side of this woman's face, there was a bruise running along the lower part to the the jaw. And the paper says this is most likely called by, caused by a blow of the fist or pressure by the thumb. So a blow from the fist, like punching or someone holding down the head with their thumbs like... Argh. Thanks for that. So that thumb impression. Okay. The cop is the one that called that. I thought that was kind of interesting. I, I don't think I've ever seen that anywhere before. No, I don't think so either. Yeah. Her head was have found to, quote, have been nearly severed from the body. Well, like, what what is your neck? Like three inches, maybe? Or like front to back? I mean, I don't know. Four inches? Five, yeah, maybe. Yeah. So this was over an inch, but uh, that doesn't do it justice. The incision completely severed all of the tissue down to the vertebrae. An inch below the left side cut of her neck, there was a circular incision terminating at a point about three inches below the right jaw. So a circular incision. So it seems like if there's a long knife or, or something, it seems like not only did this man, Jack the Ripper, slash from the front, but he also stabbed in the side of the neck and kind of twisted it. making oh. It seems like that was done to try to get the head off, honestly. It may have 
been post-mortem, but it, it seemed like he was like ratcheting, ratcheting it. <laughs> Come on, motherfucker type of shit, which doesn't seem like a fucking surgeon to me. <laughs> nope, not seeing, not seeing the surgical aspect of Seems it. like a fucking maniac. <laughs> Holy shit. The vessels on both sides of her neck were severed, and it seems that Jack the Ripper couldn't get through the spinal column, or at least all the way through. He nicked it, got about a half inch, a little less maybe, in the spinal column, and that's the only thing holding her head is a spinal column. He couldn't get through it or didn't have enough time. It seemed like he was trying to, though, this, with the circular stab especially. It seemed like, from what I'm reading, he that was his goal. It's like, dude, I want to see this freaking head roll. You know, maybe I kick it, give it a big old kick and make it hit the lamppost up there. Yeah. Like, it seems like that's what was going on. If you're going to kill someone, like, why go that far down, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it seems like he was determined, in my opinion. Very brutal. Yeah. The windpipe was completely severed through and detached from each other. And like I said, the face on both cheeks were bruised and very much discolored. So it was violent struggle, which is very important because this is this is at 2 a.m. in the morning. Yeah. In, in a pretty busy street of London. There are a lot of low-end apartments there. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's not people walking around. Well, maybe there is. But I mean, it seems pretty busy, you know, as for the slums, you know. Yeah. So kind of ballsy. She wore a long brown ulster. I don't know what that is. It was an ulster. Oh, I thought you knew. Maybe it's like a some sort of jacket with large buttons in front, a brown dress and a petticoat, which bears the name Lambeth Workhouse, which they're going to figure out. She was a recently released inmate. Huh. Now, this is kind of off topic, but doing my research with this and more into her background, she's not an inmate because she committed a crime. She's an inmate because she's a vagrant. That's what it seemed like. And she's a, quote, immoral woman. They put a lot of that in there. This woman is doing immoral things. (laughs) Okay. You know, like, if she wasn't so immoral, she would have a husband. (laughs) That's what it, literally, that's what the papers are like. Sounds sounds about 1888 to current. It sounds like 2023. (laughs) But they actually put her in this works center. She's an inmate for this workhouse because she didn't have anywhere to go. (laughs) Isn't that nuts? Yeah. Anyway, I saw in the first paper I looked at the day of the murder, just later that night, the clothes are torn and tattered. It said the clothes were torn and cut up in several places, bearing evidence of the ferocity of which the murder was committed. However, like I said, there was a newspaper retraction the next day saying that the clothes were not torn, nor were there indications of a struggle. And as you're going to see... How is it that different? I know, right? That's why you got to have it. How would there not be indications of a struggle? Now you're getting it. Now you're seeing what no one else is seeing. I'm so confused. You'll get it soon. You'll see why. Okay. You'll see why. Is there why. an anomaly here? <laughs> <laughs> no one knows what you're talking about. <laughs> it's okay. It's an inside joke for you and me because no one else is watching Skinwalker Ranch, apparently. All right. I don't know if you can read this. Horrible oh. murder in East London. You can't? No, I can't see that. Oh, titties. Well, I'm just... You gotta go. You gotta read it. All right, fuck it. The facts are that Constable John Neal was walking down Bucks Row, Thomas Street, Whitechapel, about a quarter to four o'clock this morning, he discovered a woman between 35 and 40 years of age lying on the side of the street with her throat cut right open from ear to ear. 
the instrument with which the deed was done tracing the throat from left to right. The wound was an, over an inch wide and the blood bl- flow and the blood flowing profusely. Now, the neck isn't the only thing here. Here's how it goes down. The constables, he calls another constable. They convene on the body at the same time someone's going to get the coroner coroner's coming. He says, yeah, this is a murder. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do anything here because it's too dark. Let's just get her back to the morgue. So that's what they do. But he doesn't actually look at the body until it's back at the morgue. In the meantime, one of the constables lifts up the shirt of the woman to see if there were any other wounds. Mm-hmm. And he did see a wound. One of the cuts from her trunk section extends from the base of the abdomen all the way to her breastbone. So the base of the abdomen, probably your belly button, maybe. I would say belly button a little lower. Or I was going to say a little higher. A little higher, all the way up. So at your belly button, all the way up to your where your chest is. Probably, mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe six inches. Mm-hmm. There was one cut that extended from the base of the abdomen to the breastbone. Breastbone. The abdomen had been, quote, ripped open and her bowels were protruding, which means they were pulled out. Because yes. if I take a knife and I go up your abdomen, it's not just going to be like, oh, here's all my gut. No, they got a big, they got a. It would have to be a very deep butt. Yeah. It's got to be like some Fidel Lopez going up through the vagina, ripping guts out kind of shit, you know, disgusting. There were more abdomen wounds. Two of the wounds are thought to have been committed before the throat wound. That's weird. All right. This woman is screaming bloody hell and you're going to cut her bowels open, which she'll still live through before you cut her throat. You cut her throat. She's dead or she can't scream. So why? Why start at the bowels? It's like you don't want to kill someone. It's like you just want to see what those things look like. You know what I'm saying? Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. These little details are very important. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So those abdomen wounds, as of now, let's just say that they were the first ones done before the neck. All right. Or the wound extending to her breastbone was done by a large knife, a long bladed knife, moderately sharp. Now, all, I mean, that's a lot of blood. That's a lot of blood loss right there, right? Mm-hmm. You think she would lose a lot of blood? I would imagine. Well, how about this? Quote, no blood at all was found on the woman's breast or of her body or of her clothes. So the person changed her? There's no blood on her clothes. That's not possible. If her entire guts were ripped out and her neck was splayed open. With regard. Unless she was dead before those cuts were made. With regard to the weapon use, the current belief is that the murder must have been committed with a butcher's knife. All right. Two or three inches from the left side of that wound running in a jagged manner. There was a deep wound, another deep wound. There were also other several incisions and the the word incisions, I think, get, gets people because right. that's it's not, a doctor writing this report. So, yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? But these aren't incisions. If you look more into it, the right side of the abdomen, three or four cuts running down downwards. So a knife stabbing down and then just pulling down like you're cutting a piece of carpet. Urgh. Someone's trying to get that body open and he's stabbing right there and then pulling down. There is nothing surgical about that. No. Unless it's me doing surgery <laughs> because that's how I would do surgery. <laughs> 
But it also doesn't really sound to me that much like a butcher either. That was another. Yeah, I'm not saying it was. uh, But that's another like, you know, conception of what Jack the Ripper could be profession wise. You think a butcher's carrying around a really dull knife? A moderately sharp knife. That's that's the word the paper used. I'm surprised you caught that. Not dull. Moderately sharp. Moderately sharp. And tell me, how would they even know that? Because uh, they had a hard time cutting. It wasn't jagged. All these injuries were done by the same instrument. And more importantly, they were all done left to right. And, quote, might have been done by a left-handed person. That's another one. I don't know if the if the left to right thing really holds that it would be left-handed. Because we write, you know, when you're writing things, you're still writing left to right I'm re- on a page. You read from left to right. So I think people naturally do that movement. Yeah. I am reading from the corner, though. So that's what he said. Not my words. I wouldn't. My words are way more I wouldn't elegant. bank on a left-handed killer. Yeah. That's called the stranger. No. You sit on your left nope. hand until it falls asleep. <laughs> I, I, are you doing that on the casting couch? <laughs> Uh, let's talk about the blood because the body wasn't killed here. No, there was no blood around. There was no, I'm no, 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 no. There's obviously blood on her shirts and stuff, right? Or what her petticoat. But what I'm trying to say is it wasn't slashed open. At this point, with all the information that I just gave you, my interpretation of what I just said would be she was naked when this happened. Oh, okay. Or or something to that effect. Her shirt was pulled up, maybe. But that's what, what I'm seeing at this point. Now... Let's talk about the blood. She may have died where she was, but she definitely didn't get stabbed. The where attack she was. wasn't there. Exactly. A night watchman was in the street, but heard no screams. And this was uh, this night watchman was of the stables. He was, a, you know, that horse stables that were right there. Mm-hmm. And he was. I mean, this is this is a an a wrought iron rock gate that separates it. It's, it's no solid partition. So this guy is at, at out at night with a lantern, mm-hmm. just kind of keeping guard. And it's not like he had his iPod in. Like, he, his ears are open. So that's how we know it wasn't right there. Like this didn't happen right there. Right. Yeah. Makes sense. I'm with you. All right. Quote, there would be drop after drop, two or three feet and sometimes six feet apart for a distance and then a larger pull or a splash. So let's go from where we're at now, Bucks Row in front of the horse stables, going, going west mm-hmm. and then turning on Brady Street going all the way down. So I would say three or four blocks. Well, three. Three blocks, there were blood droplets on the uh, cobblestone for three blocks. Not not, not uh, smears, not drag marks. There were, there were drop after drop every two to three feet, sometimes every six feet apart for a distance, and then a larger pool or a splash of blood. Mm-hmm. So, so how explain that. If, if Jack the Ripper would have killed her there and drug her three or two or three blocks, that street would have been smeared with her blood. Right. It would have been blood smears. This is drop after drop after drop. He's carrying her? Either he's carrying her or she's walking. Hmm. All right. The weird thing about the blood droplets is they were actually present on both sides of the street. Uh, That's weird. That is weird. Oh, oh, could he have also, no. Because even if he was also like hurt or injured, he wouldn't be on the other side of the street. Why would he? Why wouldn't he be right there? Exactly. So the only explanation for that is what? That body, either her or being carried, was zigzagging 
<laughs> one side of the street to the next. Yeah. I mean, that's the only explanation for it. Mm. Was she making circles? Interesting. I don't know. Oh, I love how, this chair. How far down the street? Like, how far away did they walk? It was a good two or three blocks. Mm. It's pretty far down there. All right. Actually, I'll tell you right now. The trail, the blood trail was followed down Brady Street for 150 yards, all the way down to Honey Muse Street. 150 yards, so a football field and a half. Wow. Wow. A football field and a half. Blood drop. Blood droplets. You don't want to carry someone that far. No. So she was walking, man. That's why mm-hmm. That's why they didn't hear her scream, because she didn't get killed there. She got killed, you know, 150 feet away, 150 yeah. yards away. Interesting. Yeah. Down Tom Brady Street. I know. And, and let me go back right quick. Sometimes six feet apart were the blood drops and then there were larger pools or like a splash of blood. So in several different places. So she fell, right? She fell, you know, she leaned against the gate, something, and the blood kind of pulls for a second and then she keeps walking or either Jack dropped her. That's the, that's the only way to explain it. I mean, that. so that's definitely what happened. Yeah. One gateway on that street had a large stain suggesting the bleeding person had fallen against the wall. So she's walking this mess, right? Yeah. So, I mean, dude, why would Jack the Ripper not kill her and risk it? Because if she bumps in to anybody out at night, which there were the constables are walking. Yeah. You know, who did this to you? Oh, uh, Jack, this guy named Jack or something, you know, or what the fuck? Like, why risk it? 150 yards? Holy shit. That's a long fucking way to let a victim go, you know? Mm-hmm. Crazy. The body was quite warm around 4 a.m., so they were thinking death got death occurred around 2 a.m. The brutality. What's up, Natasha? Hey, Wolfie. Hey, Wolfie. What's up, Jesus? Wolfie is also watching Skinwalker Ranch. Are you really? Oh, my God. What? She's on season two, episode three. Though. Dude, turn this shit off and go watch that shit. <laughs> Wolfie, dude, let's start a chat. I'm in, I'm in the official Skinwalker Ranch Discord. I'll sneak you in there. Dude, this is the... Oh, I ain't gonna talk about it. When the body was taken to the mortuary, a more minute examination showed the actual wounds were of character too horrible to mention in detail at least until tomorrow's paper. (laughs) (laughs) Stay tuned for tomorrow's news. That's Uh, fucked. Yeah. The brutality of the murder is beyond conception or description. Not only was the unfortunate woman's throat cut in two gashes with a sharp instrument, but the knife was stabbed into the lower part of the abdomen and savagely drawn upwards twice. One cutting the left groin and hip, the other slitting the abdomen as high as the breastbone. This is the third brutal murder of the kind in the locality. And the police believe the the perpetrator must be a ferocious maniac. So this is the first, though, of the first of the canonical five, but they're saying this is the third brutal murder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so they are tying the the police are the Whitechapel murders. Whitechapel murders are all together. And that's what the police and newspaper are saying at this point, that they're all connected. You know, but we we knew that one was a private and a corporal, the last one, right? Right. So if they are connected, then it's a corporal. And that large knife could be a bayonet. Yeah. Detectives were soon on the spot and made a diligent search for any weapon which might have been used in the perpetration of the crime. Their efforts in that respect were futile, but from the nature of the injuries, it is conjectured that a knife such as would be used by butchers was wielded by the murderer's hand. A butcher's knife. I'm, I'm all on this butcher shit. Oh, you think it's a butcher? And also there were ashes from a cigar. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, all right, here's this woman right here, Marianne Nichols, also known as Polly. And this is a really, I think this photo was doctored or something. You tell me why. I mean, it's just way too clear for this time period. Yeah, maybe. Right? Yeah. I mean, look at her, look at the rest of the photo. It's blurry. The rest of it's very blurry. But yeah. her face is super clear, right? Yeah. Like, what the hell? What's up with that? I don't know. Kind of crazy, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, how do you even do that? Don't know. All right. I just showed you Marianne Nichols, a immoral woman, a very immoral woman. <laughs> a nasty woman. Some people knew her as Polly, and this is kind of weird. So she was known as Polly, but she was also also seen by a woman whose name was German Moggy, which is kind of like that last pearly pole. Her <laughs> name was Mog. German Moggy was speaking to her at 2.30 a.m. that morning. So this had to be right after that. But between 2.30 and 4 a.m. now is mm-hmm. her timeline. Yeah. And German Moggy is also a prostitute. She had no money for lodging and she was wandering the streets. She had been staying at one place for about three weeks, but paying by the night. And the night man. <laughs> the night man. <laughs> <laughs> We've also been watching a lot of it, so it's sunny. Day man. According to Edward Walker, this woman's father, he has not seen her for three years. He he did say that she had a husband, but they were living apart for seven or eight years. And can you read what the coroner is asking the father? <laughs> because this is the most important thing. The coroner says, was she a sober woman? Well, at times she drank, and that was why we did not agree. Was she fast? <laughs> Which means like fast and loose. <laughs> That's what it means. <laughs> No, I never heard of anything that sort. She used to go with some young woman and men that she knew, but I never heard of anything improper. Uh, have you any idea of what she has been doing lately? I have not the slightest idea. She must have drunk heavily for you to turn her out of doors. Well, I never turned her out. She had no need to be like this when I had a home for her. This is really important. On the night, the night watchman, <laughs> the night watchman, okay, of the lodging that she is turned away from, he says this. This is important right here. And I want to say on her body, there was no money found. No coinage. There was only a, a calm, like a metal calm and a broken mirror, like a uh, makeup mirror or whatever. She was then the worst for drink, but not drunk and turned away laughing. This is when the guy said, no, you can't sleep here because you ain't got any money. She was, she turned away laughing saying, I'll soon get my DOS money. See what a jolly bonnet I've got now. She was wearing a bonnet, which she had not been seen with before, and she left the lodging house. So this is, this is that day. two in the morning. Yeah. This is 2 a.m. in the morning, right? So she is saying, I'll get my money. I'll get that money. I'll come back here. That, that's important. I'm, I'm going to tell you why here in a second. All right. Here's her death Yikes. photo. Yikes. Now they get, oh, her nose is all fucked up right there. Oh, yeah. That's broken. So the, the crime scene photos get really bad on the next one starting. But The next murder, you mean? Yeah, the next yeah. murder. Okay. Like they show, oh, here's the guts. You know, buy this paper. It's, it literally is. <laughs> and next week, or and tomorrow, we'll show you this. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, you think it's broken, though? Yeah. Yeah. Man, I bet if it wasn't broken and someone has it like that, they snore bad. Now, at the time, this 
wasn't a butcher or a surgeon. This was a madman. This is what the, all the papers say. Newspaper and law enforcement and medical immediately labeled the killer as a madman because no one could fathom who else would do something this horrible. If it was jealousy, they surmise, then one cut to the throat would be sufficient enough for death. But the disembowelment, well, that was just for fun. It is this which makes the police think that the deceased was the victim of a criminal who has, while suffering from some special form of madness, wandered about London and committed the crime of a mysterious nature. So let's get into some witnesses right quick. I told you about the blood, the blood thing. We know she's killed somewhere else. We know she's killed by a madman. All right, let me, let's see if she was alone or if she was being followed or whatever, walking down the street. Many witnesses had heard horrible screams of the woman. A Miss Caldwell says, I was awakened early this morning by my children who said someone was trying to get into the house. I listened and heard screams. They were in a woman's voice and though frightened, were faint-like, as would be natural if she were rushing. She was screaming, murder, police, murder, police. She screamed this five or six times and seemed to be getting further and further away. I heard no other voice and no other steps. She seemed to be all alone. I think I would have heard the steps if anybody had been after her unless they were running on tiptoe. She's running alone, screaming. And and this is something they screamed back in the day. The last victim did this too, more in this day. They scream murder, like they're yelling bloody murder. Murder! If they're getting murdered, they, they scream that. What? Which is, we don't do that today. We're just like, ah, fuck! You know, or whatever. <laughs> they're like, murder, murder! <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Interesting distinction of the time. So she is running. She, let, let me paint a picture. She is disemboweled, okay? She's still, her throat's still fine because she can talk. Mm-hmm. She has her windpipe. So she was cut at the stables, perhaps, or somewhere else. But she is running. We know that. She is zigzagging. Okay. And the she is zigzagging from- Going from door to door. Door to door. Beating on the doors. Got it. Her kids are like, someone's trying to get in here. She's beating on the door. She's Hoping someone will let her in. She's screaming murder police. No one else is behind her. So, and do she's... Do you think he's like walking slowly behind yep, her? Yeah, I do. Now that I think about it, because why? She's screaming. But then when we see her final resting body and her autopsy, she has no windpipe. She mm-hmm. has no vocal cords. That shit's not connected. She ain't screaming shit if her throat's cut like that. Yeah. So, she is disemboweled or perhaps just, just slit a little bit. Yeah. But her, the front of her clothes, at least, like her petticoat, whatever, isn't bloody. That's, you know, don't forget about that. Kind of crazy, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I think this guy is walking right behind her, tiptoeing, like, I guess. slowly, but then, creepily. But then she said, this woman said that she heard no other steps. Yeah, but if he's walking slowly, I mean, if, if she's yelling and it's faint to her, yeah. she wouldn't hear someone just walking. Yeah. So it is possible that the killer had followed and finished up his job. In the morning, the cra- there was a crowd forming. This is crazy. The blood stains, the blood droplets were all the way down Brady Street, 150 yards. And this is before police crime scene tape. So literally, people are walking over the blood stains. 
<laughs> I wonder if that's bad luck. I was thinking about like uh, being at the beach and not walking. You're not supposed to walk over someone else's footprints. It's like bad luck or whatever. Oh. So they're walking over blood droplets. How crazy is that, right? I mean, that had to been a sight to see, man. Two more blood spots came from the other side of the gateway. So she's here, not the other side, but going the other direction. So must it must have been from him mm-hmm. and must have been from the knife. His blood pulls at the tip of the knife and then drops down. So he walked in that direction. Okay. Uh, west, I guess. All right. Or actually, check this out. It is believed that they came either from the hands or the clothing of the murderer as he went away. And the drops were so large without any others near them that they seemed to have resulted from squeezing out of some blood-soaked clothing. Crazy, right? Yeah. The watchman at the wool factory, just a few feet away from the body, said that at exactly three o'clock, he stopped and talked to two men outside his gate. That wool factory is right where the body was found. And no body was there at the time. So now we're looking at 3.30-ish uh-huh. for the exact time of murder. From that time forth, no noise was heard by the night duty. And the paper actually said that whoever did this used, quote, extreme steps and hair doing okay. this. Henry Tompkin, which is a horse slaughterer. I want to fucking kick that guy in the nuts. Who needs to slaughter a fucking horse? I, I want As a to- profession. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Is he a person of interest? <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Shit, maybe. He said he was working on the Winthrop Street that night, which adjoins to Buck's Row, and had two companions. They heard no suspicious noise, but then they left around 12.20 a.m. So he may have came back to... I mean, shit. <laughs> I'm a, right? I'm going to research him some more, yeah. Um, so the Inspector Helson division said the clothes, I want to go back to the clothes, no cuts on any part of her apparel. There were no cuts under the stays, end quote. Okay. So what do you think for leads here? Well, so the butcher. What do we got so far? Recap everything for us. We've got a woman down, found. Well, well I, I need to be more specific. We have an immor- um, immoral woman down. Yes, an immoral woman down, murdered, but her first wound was not at the site where she was found dead. She was kicked out of her boarding house because she couldn't pay. So she may have been trying to look for money for other ways or a place to stay. All right, explore that real quick. There were only droplets of blood on Brady Street and the occasional spot where she may have fallen. But where did she get initially stabbed at? There's There should be blood. There should be a lot of blood somewhere. Where is it? Don't know. You haven't said. One lead, a pretty good lead, is German Moggy, the prostitute that I was telling you about. She said she was in a position similar to that of the deceased, and she alleged that there is a man, and this is, you can see this in the paper. I, I did put this on the Discord for you guys, because this is crazy. She said that she's also a prostitute, and around that area, there is a man who goes by the name of, quote, Leather Apron, who has more than once attacked unfortunate and defenseless women. His dodge is, it is asserted, to get them into some house on the pretense of offering them money. He then takes whatever little they have and quote, half kills end quote, them in addition. So this guy, whoever this is that goes by Leather Apron, he brings women into this house. Alright, so 
let's let's go back. Where's the blood on in the that house? There's no blood on the street. Maybe she was in the house. But where's the house? There's no blood on her clothes. Maybe she was naked. She didn't have any money for lodging. Maybe she wanted to go work. Huh? Maybe this guy who has done this before brings in prostitutes and unfortunates, offers them money, steals them what little they have, and then quote half kills them, which is exactly what the fuck we're looking at here. <laughs> Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, is, is this guy not, is this woman not half killed running up and down the freaking street? There's no blood on the streets where she would have got killed because she's in a damn house well, trying to make a, make a, a few it, shillings. That's why I said, I got a new bonnet now. I'm going to come back when I made, made money for a room. She went down to Brady Street. This guy said, come on in. I'll pay but who you. who is this guy? And if he's done it before, how come no, and only as half killed women, how is he not identified? Now, because no one wants to do any damn research, then the police don't give a shit. That's why I'm not saying this is the guy, but the the same day this happened, her, the friend that she was with comes out and says, I'm in that same position. This has happened to me before. This guy named Leather Apron, and I did ask Chat GPT, who would wear a leather apron in 1888? Well, butchers wear leather aprons mm-hmm. to protect them from blood and other fluids. Oh, that's weird. Horse slaughterers. Oh, (laughs) shit. Yeah. Yeah. But she knows a man that does. This is what the paper says. It's on the Discord. The woman in a position similar to that of the deceased alleged that there is a man who goes by the name of Leather Apron who has more than once attacked unfortunate and defenseless women. His dodge is it is asserted to get them into some kind of house on the pretense of offering them money. He then takes whatever little they have and half kills them in addition. I answered... Four of my questions there, basically. Okay, four. Right? Where's the blood? It's in, in a house. Ha- in a house. Okay. This guy offers them money. Where was she going? She was going to make money so she can get a room. Okay. Why is she running half disemboweled? Well, he, this guy only half kills them. Why didn't she have any money on her? Well, he took it all. <laughs> Four fucking leads right there, dude. Is that not fucking nuts? I feel like we're gonna solve this case, but but but, <laughs> but who? Yeah, okay. So we have a we have a butcher or or someone who wears a leather apron, which I'm still researching. I'm researching butcher shops around that time. Okay, which hang is on. Can real- we go back to the Whitechapel murders real quick? Go ahead. Or the which uh, I'm getting confused. What are the, the the one the eleven and then there's the five, the canonical five. Is that the white? Which one's the Whitechapel? Uh-huh. The eleven. The, the white chapel is the one we started with yesterday or the other day. Okay. The, so, the woman who was killed by the soldier. And we're like, we did only one of those. So what I'm curious are there any other similarities with the the papers are saying that? they're all related because there's no murders ever and then, all of a sudden and then not only well there's there's murders I shouldn't say that but there's no brutal murders it's only like killing your husband or wife or something you know jealousy kind of murders and then it's these the white chapel murders we did two of them one was the woman said a gang of men did it and then she died she was half killed that was the first one we did 
you remember that? A gang did this to me, and then she died right there at the hospital. No, I don't remember. That's why I'm doing this front to front. You got to try to remember. But, I I mean, I definitely remember the corporal, the officer one. Yeah. So this woman that I did last time, her name. So. So what? I don't know. I'm, I. Well, what's your question here? Like, what's the question you got? So I was talking about um, the Battersea mystery. This woman um, we talked about, uh, let's see. I'm just trying to really see if there is a connection. Well, there is. Or if if they could be multiple people, like not just two sets, you know? All right, so we did Elizabeth, Emma Elizabeth Smith, 33 Fitzroy. She was killed by the Whitechapel Church. She saw some men coming. She crossed the street. They followed her, assaulted her, robbed her, and then commenced to outrage her. They were about young. They were young, 19 years old-ish. She died soon at the hospital. Blunt instruments had been used to beat her with great force. All right. This lady was also beaten. Remember? Now, this was only... Uh, yeah, but very, this was very a, different. Yeah. So this, the first Whitechapel one was April 4th. So quite a, a way away. And then the last Whitechapel one we just did with Martha Tabram, that was 20 days ago. And that's the first, that's the first one that we saw that was real brutal. I guess I was just trying to see if there really was a connection between like the groupings and I, I'm not seeing it. We so haven't far. done them all yet. I know. I'm, I'm, I'll go back and tell you if there's connection. Okay. Cause I've, I'm doing all of these. Okay. So I can tell you there's damn connection. But I can't now because I haven't done them all. No, I know. Yeah. Another theory could be gangs. We just talked about the one, Mm -hmm. the first Whitechapel murder. That was definitely a gang. There were local gangs out at night around this time. They blackmail, quote, these poor creatures, end quote. One gang was called the High Rip Gang. If that's not fucking telling, they were some young ruffians. From the Western Daily Bucks Press, September 1st, 1888, Bucks Row is a narrow passage running out of Thomas Street and contains about a dozen houses of very low class. It would appear as if the murder was committed in a house and the body afterwards removed to the place where it was found. The nature of the abdominal wounds being such that it would be hardly possible for them to be inflicted whilst the deceased was dressed. That's a huge lead right there. Yep. Okay, this is the day after. It's saying this woman was killed in a house. This woman was naked. Okay, that's what it's saying. Yeah. That's yep. a huge effing so lead. It could, that means she was in a house performing a service or about to. There on Buck's Row, perhaps. So who who owns a damn house? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> we gonna solve this shit next week. I'm gonna write a book. And the books would be like Solved. <laughs> <laughs> That's a huge lead. She was killed inside a house, but whose house? I didn't see a definite place. I'm still kind of going back and looking it up. So she was undressed, but for whom? And I put this newspaper in there. It is believed that these gangs who make their appearance during the early hours of the morning are in a habit of blackmailing these poor creatures. And where their demands are refused, violence follows. So one of them says, hey, come on in here, honey. I'm, I got some money. Then they, she realizes they don't. And then they rob her and do other things to her. So that's all. That's what I got on here, man. Crazy. And then we're going to do the next one uh, Saturday. The and, and that one happens on the 8th. Sweet. It's a lot of leads, man. We're making it's kinda, progress. I mean, it's kind of, I mean, if, if the next cases have as many leads as that and they're all related, I mean, fuck, dude, we could write a damn book. Yeah, we're making some headlines. I mean, I, you know what? I, I, I don't know. I'm just, I know I'm just saying that I'm overconfident, but I don't know, man. Just. 
crazy. Crazy. So much lady killing. Indeed. Hey, man, y'all, y'all want me to kill nothing but dudes? We could just do dudes. It'd be like Jeffrey Dahmer-ish. <laughs> but I don't mind. I'll, you know, we'll, we'll, if y'all don't want ladies, we'll kill dudes. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we'll do anything. There's also a transsexual serial killer out, like in, I think, in Laredo or some shit, killing. Like active right now? Yeah, killing uh-huh. like uh, transsexual people. Crazy. I can do that. We can do aliens. Love me some aliens. Well, what do you think about that one? It's interesting. It's very interesting. I'm, I'm curious to hear some more themes. And yeah. I am like, I, I am curious why or if people really do think that the other 11, you know, murders that are not part of the canonical five like if why people think that that's related i mean just because well the papers are saying it feels like all well the papers are trying to sell papers like that's Mm -hmm. i think it sounds like that's more their their motive here all right well i hope you guys enjoyed and until next time good night you lovely lovely people i kind of run this shit